When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here on the holiest day of my religious calendar, the day that the Sandman uh, TV show <laughs> premieres on Netflix, All Bow Down. Um, I was a terrible gaming fan. I got about 10 minutes into the first episode when I got a call from my daughter's camp that she wanted to come home from the, the, uh, the first day or the last day of camp. So I didn't see very much. I know, Will, you got to see it. Uh, I know this. Explain yourself. This is where we talk about crowdfunding campaigns after we talk about Sandman for two hours. So, Will, go. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to have a Sandman watch party because I didn't get to see it yet, which actually means that I'm the worst gaming fan ever. <laughs> so I've got you by 10 minutes. Uh, Will has me by two episodes. two episodes. Garth, I believe you said you've got us by an episode. No, no, I haven't watched any. Oh, you haven't watched I any? I haven't watched Yeah, same here. Okay, all right. So a lot of us, Will Will is the one holding holding court on Sandman. But you know what? Well, I guess because people have crowdfunding campaigns and they've done us the honor of coming to talk about them. Why don't we, uh, why don't we do the thing we invited you to do? So... Um, Thank you very much. Explain Yourself is a show where we do talk about new crowdfunding campaigns or, in this case, returning and or uh, extended crowdfunding campaigns. Um, Matta, this is uh, your I think you're like the 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 co-host now. I think it's Will and I and you as a co-host. Right? Yay. Honorary co-host. So if you were going to get somebody's attention on Sacrimony uh, at a con, how would you do so? I would say, do you like a heartfelt story about a demon girl and her mom who has no idea what the hell is going on? Very good. All right. So I'm going to go with the hell. Um, let's go to Skinned. Garth, how would we talk about Witch Creek Road Skinned? Um, I'm, I'm horrible with self-promotion. So I would probably be sharing my table with my friend, mm -hmm. uh, pitch his book, and then he would in turn pitch mine. 
Okay, so you tag right. team it. Um, can you call him and have him kind of on a? <laughs> yeah. So Witch Creek Road is survival horror. Uh, basically, a group of teenage kids go into the woods, take a wrong turn, ended up somewhere they don't want to be. Uh, Skinned is it's not a direct sequel, but it's set in that same kind of world. Uh, two sisters kind of survive a run-in with basically a, a skinned killer and they each react in different ways and kind of go insane in different ways. So it's the story of their descents into madness. Awesome. All right. And Kurt, you do not have a Kickstarter campaign. You have an Indiegogo extension. I'm not exactly sure what they call that, but if like me, we messed up and we missed Spectrus and Sabanian, um, how would you get my attention on this book and get me to go to Indiegogo to catch up? Uh, I tell you, it's a story about the ghost of Cleopatra's top assassin and her demon associate trying to push their way into the world of the living. So. Assassins and demon, uh, um, demon assistants, I'm in. So you, you did very well. I know that you have had a long day. You've been talking a lot. So why don't we get into that Indiegogo campaign first? This is a Kickstarter that you funded. When when did this campaign close? Uh, it uh, On Kickstarter, it ended on July 22nd. And I'm using what's called, uh, for the first time, this is, I've done uh, three Kickstarters in the past. And the first time I'm, I'm experimenting with Indiegogo. Basically, it's called Indiegogo In Demand. And you kind of roll over your Kickstarter into their um, into their platform, so it's 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 very fluid. I, I thought it would be much more difficult than it has been. Um, it's pretty easy. Should I go ahead and share? Yeah, please. I'd love to look at the page. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's user friendly to do this. I've been a little bit intimidated by the thought of doing so. Yeah, it's. Um, it's like uh, you, you basically do have to kind of add in it, it, it will import your items but you have to give us make a few minor tweaks and things like that but you can see here the original amount that i raised on kickstarter is here at, at the bottom so i raised a little over seven thousand dollars on kickstarter and then uh since july 22nd i think i took a day or two long since raised about another nine hundred dollars on Indiegogo. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. Um, so you said this is Cleopatra's uh, assassin and a demon assistant. You've done four issues. Um, what? How long is this first arc, or how long is the series uh, planned out to be? Uh, the first arc will be six issues. Uh, I plan on releasing a trade after that, and then um, and then we'll see if if the if people keep buying it, then I'll I'll keep I'll keep going with it. I definitely have ideas for the next uh, arc. Uh, it basically, each arc is probably going to be a new villain. Um, so the first villain will be the Bloodshade, who was introduced in the last issue. Uh, he's kind of the the you know the I guess it's a bit cliche, but he's the Joker to uh, Spectrus's Batman, um, uh, kind of her her nemesis that she. She doesn't know about just yet, so it might be a cliche, but they've made 19 Batman movies and like 16 <laughs> Joker ones. So if you're going to have a cliche, go to the one that that the people who, um, well, I was going to say the people who make movies uh, go back to, but now I should say the people who make movies and then don't release them. 
go back. To. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Hey, Kurt, you uh, you have a lot of really great covers on this issue. Uh, I know I, I I I backed one or two of them. Um, are those also available as part of the indie uh, in demand? Yes, everything. Um, basically, everything that was on the Kickstarter has been has been imported into this. A few of the bells and whistles um, have not been uh, like uh, original art and things like that and the chance to be drawn in as a character. So th not everything is here that was uh, in the Kickstarter, but but the, the, the meat of it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely this is the most covers I've launched in a, in a Kickstarter and in a crowdfund before. So yeah, I've got the the interior artist Topper Helmers. This is his original uh, cover. Manvu, uh, CB Zane, Christina, Mog Park, Ivan Tao, and Mark Gunn. So yeah, maybe I don't know what everybody thinks. Everybody's got an opinion. Maybe I went overboard on covers this time. I don't know. It was still fun though. So well, uh, when well, you when you decided what to import over, was there um, a thought pattern of should I keep some of this special to Kickstarter because you want, I want the people, or was it just kind of the ease of delivering through what, what was the mindset between the, those rewards? It, it was really both. Uh, I didn't want, you know, a Kickstarter is going to be my primary launching for uh, a platform. I don't want to, uh, um, you know, I want my, I want my, my fans, you know, my backers, I want them to back on Kickstarter and that's mm -hmm. kind of what they're most familiar with. And, and, uh, this is, uh, this is a way to maybe reach a few extra people on Indiegogo and to catch a few of my, uh, my, my fans that maybe missed out for whatever reason. Or buttheads like me. <laughs> uh, there's always, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge things always happen. You never know. So well, I, I've got a, Kind of, it's an interesting question, I think, because I see a lot of, of creators, you know, as soon as the Kickstarter ends, they'll set up a pre-order store on something like Backerkit. And then I've also seen creators do the in-demand. The did you look at both of those and did you weigh the pros and cons? I'm just curious, you know, kind of what influenced your decision? Um, for my, uh, for my, uh, survey my backer survey. I'm, I'm going to use what's called Pledge Box. Oh, okay. I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying a lot of new things on this on this last launch. Um, Pledge Box is it's kind of that sweet spot where where backer kit you have to pay a flat fee and a percentage of what mm -hmm. you take in, mm -hmm. and so that that uh, from what I understand, you want to have at least around 200 backers. To, to to use backer kit, and I'm not quite there yet. I was at 169. You know, I had a great a great campaign, and it's the most I've ever raised. But I'm not quite at that point yet, where I'm at like you know between two and three hundred backers uh, to try out backer kit, where I've taken in enough. So I'm going to go with Pledge Box. They take, I believe, it's just three percent of of uh, your backer survey of any additional things added to uh, backer orders. So I'm starting uh, a little more cautiously with pledge box. It is still really complicated. They do the same thing. They import everything and you've got to kind of tweak things. Um, and it's a bit confusing, especially with the shipping. And I'm still kind of trying to work that out. 
I, I know that every time I do backer kit, it's having to relearn the language and Crowdox was a slight, you know, like French to Spanish, uh, a different variation on the same okay. uh, Latin. So it is, it is hard to do. It gets a little easier every time, but um, every every time you change languages, it gets a little more confusing. So if you do enjoy Pledgebox and you feel like it gives you what you need, uh, you, you might enjoy staying with it, or you might play around with Backerkit if you do do pass that 200. Um, well, you know, I, I don't think there's a bad choice between it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, Kevin, I I bet that the process will be much smoother for backers that actually use. I mean, for creators that actually use Backerkit as their crowdfunding platform. Mm. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you think Something tells me they might make it a little linear. <laughs> yes, I, I think they might, but uh, we we shall see. I'm not abandoning Kickstarter for Backerkit crowdfunding <laughs> just yet. But if you're a creator that, out there that's going to do it. Let Will and I know because we yeah. want to. We want to hear about it. Um, Lots so, of people um, want to hear about it. <laughs> I want to hear about it. I'm too chicken shit to try it myself. It's you know it's a brave new world. We had Leslie Julian on, and they did crowdfunder um, for their last campaign, and they they had a successful campaign. And but you know when you're fertilizing a new a new field, and it's the first time you've ever planted trees, boy, it it takes them a long time to sprout. I think. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick maybe where the farm's already, it hasn't been slashed and burned quite as, as, uh, <laughs> or as tilt, roto, roto tilled so recently. Yes. Um, and like, like Matt, I'm, uh, I'm too, too, uh, I'm not courageous enough to, to decide to do those things, but I like having the option just in case, you know, like some megalomaniac buys Kickstarter and, and I think Crowdfunder actually gave extensions on people's campaigns or something, as far as I saw. Like, that's really nice of them. Mm -hmm. They did. It, it's an interesting thing that um, I thought was nice for them, but also might be a little bit scary. Because, I mean, one of the great things about crowdfunding is if you miss it, you missed it. Even though mm -hmm. we're talking about Indiegogo where we didn't miss yeah. it. But mm -hmm. that real feeling of I've got to get in now or I don't. Whereas if people can just extend and extend until they get the goal... Uh, you might lose that fear of missing out, which is the the secret sauce to crowdfunding as well. Because if people can buy it whenever they want to, they'll get to it next year. Yeah, they'll just bookmark it and forget. Yeah, so it, I, I noticed that they could do it and I can see where that is a positive, but I wonder in the long run if that will end up being a positive. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's something they just did up front since these are sort of like the inaugural campaigns or whatnot and they like mm -hmm. really wanted to make it a success and be like hey we raised money but like yeah doing that in the long term doesn't seem like a good idea it, it's 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 worrisome to me although i was happy it happened for both campaigns i back yeah mm -hmm. you know um so with indiegogo uh, in demand what is the cut that they take um because i haven't done it like i said i'm too intimidated by some of this stuff uh, it, it's a, it is a bigger bite than Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, it's a little over 10%. Um, they have a, uh, I don't know how much, hold on a second here. Let's see here. So that's a cool background. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
there's processing fees and there's a uh, platform fee so um, it does add up to I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and oh. I'm going to take a guess and I'm going to do the Johnny Carson I'm going to say 8% to Indiegogo and about 2.9% for strike fees that's what I'm I'm going to guess it <laughs> that's probably uh, yeah. was I close that's probably okay. Yeah, I I never I haven't crunched it, it you know uh, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Garth credit. He put it in the private chat. I didn't have oh. it, but Garth Garth was on it. So I want to give you I want to oh, give you your props for knowing what's going on, Garth. But, yeah, I, I think if memory serves, I think that's what it was because I did try in demand as well. And what oh, was your experience? Okay. Did you feel like it was worth worth doing? Oh, and the the question for Kurt is. Is this like a three-week thing, four-week thing? How long is this up? Uh, it's going to be three weeks. It goes through to uh, a week from Sunday. Okay. Got so it. the 13th of August, yeah. Garth, that, did you feel like it was worth it? or I did not. Oh, okay. All right. No, but like I'm also Canadian, and they hit us with even more fees. Gotcha. So oh. It just it wasn't worth it. They didn't do what they said they were going to do. Uh, yeah, just... No, that, that that's fair. I'd, I'd love to hear everybody's experience. So um, we all know this, and maybe Indiegogo can you know make it better in the future if they hear what they that they didn't uh, make somebody um, happy with it. But Kurt, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were about to say something. Oh no, that's all right. Um, that's that's surprising. That's uh, that's disappointing. You know that that, that um, they would pay more. You'd pay more just for being in Canada. I don't get that at all. But so far, I mean, it looks like it's been something that that that's working for you, you know, for for this, you know, for yeah, kind of you said an extra nine hundred. Yeah, uh, after the 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 fees are taken away, I'm, I'm probably at right around um, eight hundred dollars, and that's that's kind of a nice, you know, what I'm not gonna. Uh, it doesn't matter. So let's look at the let's look at the money. Um, <laughs> So right here, this and, and Kickstarter doesn't do this. is kind of a nice little uh, plug here. It it will give you your estimated disbursement. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, after all the fees are, are taken care of here. So here are the fees, platform fee. I don't know where that comes from, but it's definitely more than ten uh, percent of the gross funds. And then here's another three percent plus twenty percent for transaction. So you're looking at at least probably 13, 14%. Which which sounds or feels like a lot until you realize that if you're selling through a comic shop, you yeah. know, it's 50%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. this is a 10 somewhere around 10% between the different groups, you know, 5 to 13% isn't bad for adding an extra $700 to the campaign, you know. It's it's about getting new readers. I'm gonna going to assume, but the extra money is certainly helpful. Oh yeah, um, and this is going to cover. So so basically, it's covering the ten percent of what Kickstarter takes. So, mm. so yeah, and then from 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 here on out, it's you know the rest is gravy. So uh, so yeah. Though I'm not I'm not complaining. Well, maybe yeah. I am. <laughs> it it's okay. Like, you can. They take thirteen or fourteen percent, but. Uh, 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 but you know, yeah, but it's still, uh, it's still extra money in my pocket. Like you say, maybe more backers, more exposure and, and you know, that's always a good thing. So. From a, from a time 
investment standpoint, you know, to get from, you know, the end of your Kickstarter to the in demand, you know, are you talking what about a half a day or a day? Uh, I, yeah, I took a day off um, after the Kickstarter. You lazy bastard. Yeah, I, I don't know. It stressed me out. <laughs> I needed a day away from the computer. Um, and uh, but I, had it, I had it all set up in advance. And I think, I yeah, I launched it. it. It closed on Friday night at midnight. And then I launched it that next, that following Sunday at like 3 p.m. So. Are you able to start setting it up before your campaign ends or does no. Kickstarter have to be over? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a lot of work in those eighteen hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I, I did, did it in little pieces here and there okay, throughout the, cool. the Kickstarter, so it worked out well. So we usually, when we're looking at the Kickstarter, we ask about the team. So let's let's do it. Who do you have on as as your? You said your interior artist when you did the covers, but who who is your team on this one? Uh, yeah, that's Topper Helmers. He is a uh, uh, just. Number one, a fantastic guy, and a great artist. He does. He actually works uh, for theme. He does. He designs theme parks, um, in addition to doing comics. And he's a bit of an older school guy. I met him at a show several years ago, and we we clicked really well, and we've worked together ever since. Um, and he actually met Wesley Wong at a show, who was the colorist. And uh, really lucky to have Wesley. Wesley just colored. Um, Wonder Woman Historia issue two for DC. Oh, wow. So yeah, and he works for Marvel, uh, doing like uh, reconstruction um, for for Marvel. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I think it's like restoration and reconstruction. That's interesting. Oh, and you've got SK. He's a Facebook buddy, uh, and he's running a campaign, I believe, right now, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, Wordsman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. This is my first um, uh, book doing uh, book with SK, and it's been he's been the book's in the lettering stage right now. So he and I have been back and forth, and, and he's he's doing really well. Good, good. And, and then you have uh, you have Mog Park on the covers. She's uh, awesome. just amazingly <laughs> talented and yeah. super cool, and did a cover some some guy named Will. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's great. She's fun to work with and and, uh, and really put some amazing stuff together. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's the same with all uh, on and Chris. Enut, uh, so, uh, he was at the show today. I chatted with him a bit briefly. Really super guy. Uh, CB Zane, Ivan Tao, and uh, oh, Mr. Gunn actually should be on that list too. I met him at uh, a Michigan show. Uh, talented guy. I'm going to keep using him as well. Nice. Which show were you at? Uh, I was at C2E2. Oh, you're at the big one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you yeah. are tired. We're going to get you to bed, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is downtown. And, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ways to go. But uh, but it's worth it. I had, a, I had a good day today. So. Shawnee Myers just said all of those artists listed are amazing. Everyone that I, I recognized is. I've got to give this one a good look after the fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm lucky to work with lucky to work with all those people. It's well, sweet. Um, what we're going to need you to do is after this all closes, kind of give us either an email or come back on and let us know what your experience with Indiegogo Demand felt like, so that we can kind of get it at the end. But yeah, even if 
even if you had another 100, 200, that's, that is a great little boost to the campaign. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not, uh, uh, I think I'm probably about 90, I'm about 90% sure I'll probably add an extra two or two or three weeks to the end of my campaign. How is the, your thought process on the, uh, marketing? Are you hitting as, as hard as the Kickstarter? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Uh, Kickstarter, I, I, you know, I went, I went full on with Facebook ads, Instagram, uh, you know, posting in Facebook groups, you know, every daily. And uh, I really kind of wanted this just to be there and, and, you know, ease off a little bit. So still been doing, you know, promotions and, and uh, um, you know, talking to people, uh, live streams, which is always fun. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not pushing this one as hard as far as promotion goes. No, I totally understand that. Um, so stick with us as long as you have the energy, but if you're doing at a show, you've done other things, we understand if you got a dip. So, um, please, you know, hang with us as long as you have the energy and then go, then go the F to bed. Sure. (laughs) Sure. I can hang around for a little bit more. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Matta's, uh, Matta's campaign is already ready to share. So why don't we, um, why don't we go to Sacramony? This is Sacramony number one, everybody. This is the premiere issue. And you might ask, well, why has she been on a long time? So Matta, why are we talking about Sacramony issue one? Uh, we're talking about issue one because I'm getting it reprinted because I ran out. And adding wait, on... Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, well, I... I, I sold out. <laughs> yes, I sold out way ahead of time, which is a great problem to have. Yes, and... I am very excited to say you are a sellout. <laughs> and I say that with all, you should be so proud of that. That's I am proud now, to be a sellout. Now, go ahead. Man. Uh, yeah, so the the thought of building the cost of like reprinting book one into like the book five campaign scared the shit out of me. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do like, a spontaneous campaign here to just get it reprinted quickly before five goes live, which is going to be in October. And I will be back on the show. That's a threat, not a promise. Um, <laughs> we, so, we, we have a Facebook user, which is always a nice mystery. Sacrimony hype. We've all been waiting. For all this. the Facebook so, users have been waiting for this because so I'm a sellout. That's great. Um, so whoever you are, let us know in, in the comments so we can give you your actual credit. But we do have also um, Pool Q Rona and Sacramony's worth it. Goddamn right it is. Duh, you guys. And we have, I believe, uh, Mariah Curry of uh, Usual Haunts and also, uh, you know, been on the show before uh, in the in the audience, too. So hey, Mariah. Hi, Mariah. What up? <laughs> Uh, lost my train of thought. Yeah, Sorry. so <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay, so you've sold you've sold out almost of issue one. Have you sold out of your first printing with this Kickstarter? Yes, I have because I only had like three left after the last campaign. So I was like, <laughs> well, shit, I got to do something about that. So what I did was not only did I decide to reprint issue one with like the standard cover, but I was like, you know, what? let me do some like campy, like stupid, sexy covers and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people seem to love this, like the Red Sonia parody that I did. Like it's yeah, no, doing very I, well. I don't think that would ever, sexy never sells, right? No, no. of course not. No. Not on Kickstarter. Not like on glossy Kickstarter. boobs, of course not. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I did that and I did another cover. Let me just like scroll down. Yeah, I have a little gallery of my covers here that I drew myself because I can't afford to have anybody else draw them. Uh, yeah, so I did a, a new variant for issue one and also a few people wanted a variant for issue two. So I was like, you know what, what the hell? Let me let me do that. And then I've got my three and four covers, which have been there since their original campaigns. And yeah, I just I was like, all right, let me try to get some new backers into this, first of all. And if there's mm -hmm. any collectors out there who want like, you know, matching variant covers or whatever, like cater to them. Why not? Absolutely. And like you said it in the self-deprecating way, but <laughs> you can do it. You can actually draw your own covers. Like Will and I cannot. I don't know about curtain guards. I don't know. I would I would pay like thirty dollars for like a Kevin Joseph edition tart cover, just saying. <laughs> I I think that thirty dollars is exactly what my artwork would be worth <laughs> if I worked on it for the forty hours for the entire week. So um no, I uh uh, for charity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I I'm really only embarrassing myself for charity, not not yeah. for my own personal gain. Fair. I do. I enjoy doing covers, so like, I will find any excuse to make a new cover. So it's definitely not self-deprecating, but it's it's like everyone's like, I have all of these amazing cover artists, and I'm like, it's me. I'm I'm the cover artist. Yeah. And the interior artist, and, and the, the writer, artist. and the letterer, and the colorist, and yeah, we know and you can do everything. That's amazing. The, the, the weird thing is, like, I'm so desensitized to that because I come from a web comics background where like everyone does that, and then it's like I walk into the the regular comics world, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you can do that!" I'm like, "Wait, people, wait, that, why is that weird?" You're a unicorn. <laughs> so so we we do have the answer uh, that we will never guess that it is Aww. jl draco hey, JL. of onishi press and i what a sweetheart he would pay 75 dollars for the jk cover if it was made into a t-shirt and wore it at cons afterwards um hmm. it's gonna say i'm effing tart acid that's what it's gonna say <laughs> if i Nice. That is a callback to what six months ago, but darn it, <laughs> that's how we that's how we do. And Mariah Curry says, "I do love when non-artists do art." Um, yeah, I, I could probably cure all of you of that love, but uh, I'm not saying I'll never do it. I just won't do it for. Also, also, I I remember Charlie saying he was going to do a variant for you, so like we should get him in on this too. <laughs> We'll do we'll do connecting covers with our uh, terrible uh, yes! that would be amazing. Oh. oh no, different Facebook user. I'm I'm getting lost. I'm I, I don't know. We're 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 doing the best we can with what we have. Is it just um, jail pretending to be like three people? Because I'm here for that. <laughs> it's been a busy week, guys. Come on, man. Last last week of camp. I, I'm I'm barely hanging on. Um, Okay, so when you come you come into this campaign, and, and a lot of it is about being able to sell issue number one again, because it's very hard to get people to try your book with issue two. Now that you've done so well, you're looking at numbers. Is there any thoughts with your inventory of issues two, three, and four? Or did you have a chance to, to print more of those that you don't feel that's as necessary? I'm well stocked with issues two, three, and four. Like I'm 
pretty sure I have enough to last for like this campaign and the next campaign and like a few conventions and stuff. It was just like, it was that issue one where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to commit to a lot of books. I don't know if people are going to like the story. Like, oh my God, what do I do, guys? <laughs> that, so I, that was, that was actually your video. I saw your video from your yeah. first campaign. I, <laughs> if I would have known you, I would have worn not, say maybe not that, but hey, it worked. You were successful. So I, I was like, I, it feels great. And it's like super surreal still. Like, hey, I'm making this thing and people are actually giving me money for it. Like, I don't think I'll ever get over that. Well, I, I kind of led you with a, a question and that wasn't very nice. I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, Tyler James says you can never have enough issue ones and you can yes. always have too many, two through whatever. So yeah. I think you are right to, to do this, get yourself a bunch of issue ones. And then, you know what, if you sell out issue two, yeah, two week campaign, one week campaign. Yeah, I, I think I'll definitely cut it down to like 10 days or one week because I'm sitting here like, all right, it's funded. Is it over yet? Is it over yet? Is it over yet? Is it over yet? <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. um, no, no, I, I love your campaigns. Your your updates are always funny and creative. So you, oh, and you run a campaign every other week. It's fine. Uh, yeah, your, pretty much. Your your cat was it? Your cat that you update is your cat okay? Yes, he is okay. There was a scare with his blood work because he's he's allergic to everything. So like he has to be on immune suppressors, and it was lowering his white blood cell count. And then like the first vet I saw was like, "Oh my god, bone marrow cancer!" And I was like, "Bitch, are you serious?" Like. Like, so I had to get another opinion. And yeah, he's doing good. In fact, I have a picture of him in an update. If everyone wants to see my beautiful cat and talk about him instead, was it this one? We are always here for people's pets, yes. be they live or on on uh, graphics on the page. Oh, gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, I, I probably can't get him to come now because he's sleeping unless I'm like a dick and I wake him up and bring him over here. But that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, my dog's on the couch right there. It's not a, it's, oh. it's but so it's always bad. Quick question for you. You've got, so you've got, you know, now you're going to have a stock of number ones. You've got four issues that you've got printed. Is there a collected edition coming? Uh, yes. How many, how many pages total are these first four issues altogether? Uh, the first, well, you know what? I have a handy dandy page count on my page. Also, also look, look at this shit right here, guys. Some oh, nice wow. people said some good stuff about my comic <laughs> and I had to put it there. Who's, who said what? I gotta put my old man glasses oh, oh, on. Oh. Who who said this? Who said that? Hmm? I think that that was that Kevin Joseph guy. You know, he's so difficult to work with. You know, <laughs> he's, he's all right. I'll give him a pass. Uh, so yeah, page count wise, uh, issue one is thirty pages. Issue two is thirty pages, and three and four are thirty-one pages. Wow! So one hundred twenty-two pages of material that's pretty actually, awesome um, um actually it's, it's gonna be 150 pages if i can do my math correctly because there's gonna be five issues in the trade paperback nice, nice. <laughs> that, so there's, that's a ways to go but and that's coming in october um, issue five actually is coming in October, and the trade paperback is gonna be in February, probably around my birthday. Happy That's early birthday! Awesome. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay, but we can't schedule you for February because Will has not set up into next year. But in uh, October, yeah. maybe I'll get on that. Will. I'll get on that. It's fine. I'll keep bothering you guys. Like, is the schedule up? Is the schedule up? It's it's never a bother. We 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 love having you, and we love oh. having. 
the, the thing is, if you're watching this and you have a campaign coming up in a couple months and you know actually when it'll be live, please reach out. Mm -hmm. we, we, it makes our lives a lot easier just to have three or four people set up as opposed to, uh, you know, on Wednesday, me calling Will and being like, hey, we don't have anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, um, I've, I've seen so many like podcast hosts who are like, you know, sarcastically saying like, oh, yes, great. Your Kickstarter has two days left. And now you're you're reaching out to us for an interview. Like, what were you expecting, guys? And like, I don't want to be that asshole. <laughs> uh, you know, you you just you just be the 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 butthead who tells us when you want to be on the show and you got a spot, and that That's goes right. for Garth. And it, <laughs> it, although I know we're lucky to have Garth, so I'm glad it worked out this week. Kurt and Garth, let us know you can always come back as well. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do this. You've got the catch up tier. If you have not read Sacramony, check it out. I, I you know I think it was on that page, but I really couldn't read it. It's such a unique and uh, creative fantasy world that doesn't, it feels like fantasy, but it doesn't feel like fantasy that is, has been trod on so, so much that the grass has died. So uh, definitely check it out. It's, it's fun. It's inventive. And it's one singular voice because she, she do it all. Yeah. And you have such a great, uh, I love your great pitch for number one. It's uh Oh, the uh, the single the immigrant not mom. At, not, at any, not at any typical order. What's the oh, a tale of love, life, and death in no particular order? That's the yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So did we've got it up? Yeah, we got it. So let's let's go from um, some li uh, also, life. Also, you oh. might recognize some things on the bundle here. I've got I've got the first Spectra Sensibanian as my as part of the indie comics. I also got oh, Diary nice. of Night. That's awesome. And also, you know, Kevin, if you want some exposure, you can totally throw like some tart or something my way. I'll throw it in here. You know, I would love to, but I I am um, contractually uh, obligated to say I cannot. Oh, but if, wow. but Source Point Press will allow me to share Morte. Oh yeah, uh, shit yeah, throw it over. Shot. Okay. Yes, we we will add Morte to it because I'm allowed to. Awesome. I, um, I have to respect my publisher's wishes, even if I don't agree with the decisions they've made. So I, I can't give Tart out as a digital, unfortunately, anymore. It's all good. <laughs> but, but but you have a backup, which is great. See, if more, I was yeah. contractually obligated to not give Sarcomonia out, I'd be shit out of luck because I have nothing else. <laughs> well, but the thing about it is, um, it, when you have all control you can do whatever you want so i yeah that there's there's something about staying independent too although i have enjoyed my my time and i i, I want to continue having that time that that's why i'm going to listen to them <laughs> nice so you know you've uh we've talked about the new covers and everything i i'm gonna guess that maybe the red unica variant is perhaps a little bit popular uh is <laughs> yeah it might it might actually do better than my other covers at least like percentage wise i don't know if it's because it's like some people are like oh hey yeah i'll help out with this campaign and buy this cover but like percentage wise at least i think one third of the people who backed this campaign picked it up I'm like yeah pretty cool well that's a beautiful yeah. cover yeah oh, thanks okay guys we can restart the show blake's buzz is in the hey, comments blake. <laughs> Hey, as long as you're here, we're happy. So uh, we'd love to see you and uh, 
you're gonna have to rewatch it because you're gonna check out uh, Spectres and Sabanian's uh, Indiegogo. Blake, we gotta we gotta hit your wallet for an Indiegogo. Sorry, buddy. You need you need to check it out. Um, all right, so let's let's get into skinned. I want to make sure we get to to Garth, and uh, I, I really appreciate the timing. I, I reached out to Garth when I saw you went live, and uh, he said, "You know what? Fridays I usually have to go pick up my wife." And I was like, "I'm like, oh man, we're not going to get to talk." He's like, "But not this week." So, <laughs> so I'm excited to to get into a deep dive. Do you happen to have? Um, the page that you can share so that you can show us this terrifying artwork. I think it popped in. Uh, you you show us the, the part of it that you want to to, to show us. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, so essentially, like I said at the beginning, it's just about like two sisters who both survive uh, kind of like uh, a horrifying event, I guess. And it's their kind of like their journey into madness. Um, so it's mostly black and white, some spot color. And yeah, it's like the artist is Keenan. Uh, Keenan's been with me for a while now. We've been doing Witch Crew Code for a few years. Mm -hmm. uh, I love his work. Uh, I hope to keep working with him for as long as I can. And yeah, this is for... I guess issues two and three, we do have, like, so we've got the traditional covers. Um, we're also doing some variant covers because, I mean, I love Norman Rockwell. I love like the Americana, the Americana style. Mm -hmm. So we did the variant covers for that. And we've got just the issue one variant cover there too. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna break in and ask. Um, I've done a two comic uh, Kickstarter myself. I think it's I actually enjoyed doing it. But what was your thought process to doing issues two and three together this time? Yeah, so living in Canada, it's a lot like just doing shipping and everything. It's really expensive. So it was one of those things where I was planning on doing four Kickstarters this year, and then combining two and three was just gonna make it easier for me and cheaper for backers just because now they could get two issues instead of just one. Mm. Um, so that was the main two reasons, just for ease and for saving on shipping. Dude, right, uh, right. if you don't mind me asking, what uh, what do you use to ship? Uh, in For US backers, as long as they're not choosing the option to have me sign it, then I, I use a, a service in the US. To do fulfillment it, i loved i loved what you said about that on your page because yeah. it's what thir 13 dollars okay so so i want your autograph i pay 13 dollars, and you say that that is uh it's an add-on so that is yeah like is my signature worth 13 bucks i don't think so and i really don't <laughs> but like i also shouldn't make that decision for you so if you want it signed it's about 10 bucks us Got yeah it. because because you're actually paying to ship from canada you're not you're not paying for the pin going on the cover you're no. paying to ship it which i i don't have any issue if 
if somebody charges for their signature on a Kickstarter or doesn't. I, I don't actually have a, a dog in that fight, but I loved the way you were like, look, you're not paying for my autograph. You're paying for the shipping. Just <laughs> get that out of the way. Have you ever, uh, I, I know Kevin and I think Charlie talked to me about uh, Pirate Ship has that, uh, what's that rate, Kevin? Do you remember? The export, there, there's a specific export rate that is, like much half. lower it's very a very good price um on pirate ship i can't remember the exact uh verbiage on it but it's an it's a you have to have them open it, you have to have them add it for you so, uh if you don't mind uh contact me after and yeah. i'll i'll look it up and see what it is for you but it's it, it, it i know it saved me about half shipping to australia half about half to ship to you know great britain even yeah. canada which cool. shipping to Canada should be really cheap, but it's not. I don't know. No. <laughs> Even shipping inside of Canada is like not cheap. So yeah, so that was the reason for doing two. Um, I'm also kind of like the opposite of Mata, where I don't want extra comics. Mm. So my whole thing is like I just want to print what I need and just leave it at that. Yeah. And so with the issue one with standard covers, like issue one was only for the previous Kickstarter. And so my way around like having an issue one for this one is to do the Americana one where I can have like a variant of issue one. And then if you didn't get the issue one with a previous Kickstarter, you can still follow the theme with issue two and issue three. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just saves me from having to have a lot of extra stock because I don't go to conventions. There's not a lot around me and i don't have space so i wish i had like a house the garage or something but like i yeah i don't have the space yeah by the way as 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 has been pointed out we have no idea who anybody is that says facebook user yeah. but and to me it's, it's all Mark JL. Zuckerberg J himself jl yeah. is getting credit for me but it is probably zuck hey yeah. zucky <laughs> hey you want to um I've said a lot of bad things about you, but if you want to sponsor the podcast, we'll continue to say bad things about I you. I will, <laughs> but I will cash those checks. I will put the meta money in and still call you an alien. Anyway, um, Mark Zuckerberg slash JL says slash somebody else says pirate ship currently does not work for Canada. Darn it. That's... Sorry, buddy. Sorry. I did not know that. Yeah. That, that stinks. There was another uh, Mark Zuckerberg comment that says, um, Either Skinned or Witch Creek Road is legit the creepiest comic book I've ever read. And I agree. It is a wonderful, scary horror. Um, Witch Creek Road felt like a synthesis of a Japanese horror and a 80s slasher. What were the inspirations to Skinned? Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly it was like boredom. Oh, and okay. <laughs> what I wished, like, because I used to live in Japan, I'd lived there for six and a half years. And while I was living in Japan, I would have like the occasional weekend where I just rent whatever cheesy B horror movies were at the loco Sutaya, um, get some frozen pizza and just stay home, watch movies and yeah, just relax. Mm -hmm. But there were so many times where I was like, oh, I wish this had happened instead. So I just started making notes and eventually like witch creek road kind of like grew out of the notes that i was writing down we're but by the way i i apologize we're 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 having an outing we we, we facebook <laughs> user is now possibly charlie stickney but then also 
Facebook user says, Shawnee, I was going to out Charlie Stickney, which is probably Charlie <laughs> saying he's going to out Charlie. We're having inception in the comments. I am. It is way too late. My brain really, just broke. Yeah. Got, <laughs> I think there, there's going to be time travel in a second, right? I mean. <laughs> and now jokes on both of you. Zuckerberg hacked my account. I, listen, you guys do whatever you want to do. I just want some Zuck money. I just yeah. want some Zuck money. I will not be nice to him. I will not be his friend. I will take his money. Missed opportunity to say Zuck bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saving us. So I apologize, uh, Garth, on that. I, I was, I was, you know, like Inception. The, the, the top was spinning and then it started to fall and I got a little bit worried. Um, no, I, I, I love that you are using the same artist because you guys work so well together. When you send the script, um, and we may have gone over this, but it's been a while, like how much uh, leeway does the artist have to to play with your script and the layouts and things? Well, there was uh, definitely a lot more leeway at the beginning. And then eventually when we got signed on to Webtoons, there mm. was less leeway, like just because we needed to make sure there was like a certain panel count for for like episodes and that. But I very rarely tell them like angles or anything like that. Like at most I'll just describe like panel one, panel two, panel three, and um, the basic sort of action. Sometimes mm -hmm. I don't even give him action, just give him the dialogue. And he's so good that he just translates it onto the page mm -hmm. really well. Because I, I don't want to try to like hinder him because like as a writer, it's like I can see in my head like what I want, but translating it onto a page is different. It's kind of like when you see something, you want to take a picture of it, thinking this is going to be an amazing photo. And then you hold up your camera and it's like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like writing is the same way where I have this image of like how I want the scene. But sometimes it's like trying to recreate that doesn't work as well. So I let Keenan do what he's good at, which is draw. And he translates what I want so well that it will either be exactly what I want or even better. I'm gonna bring Meta in. Are you yeah. is writer Meta usually angrier at artist Meta, or is artist Meta usually angrier at writer Meta? We bicker like an old married couple. I think it's just everyone is angry all the time, and there's an equal level of anger. And, you, and at this point, you're not going to get a divorce. I'm going to assume. Yeah. No, I mean we already had a kid, which is sacrimony, and we're trying to save this marriage. So you know. <laughs> No, I, it's so great to, the the different um, relationships between people creating comics. And, you know, like Will has, you know, an artist that's doing a couple issues and then an artist doing a couple issues. So uh, how have you worked with the back and forth between Alice and, and your first artist? Is there a difference between working with the two? Actually, yeah, it's, you know, Pablo is great. Um, but since... He, he doesn't speak English. It's more that uh, I, I don't think he feels as confident at, at changing things or anything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's not much back and forth. It's because, you know, I send, a, I send a script that's pretty basic and then let him get it translated. And then he comes back with the layouts and, and, and like that. With Alice, it's a little more give and take because she does speak English, even though she's in France. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more... I think collaborative because you know I'll she'll and she doesn't 
hesitate to call me out when I do something stupid, which is great, <laughs> you know, so I could, oh, uh, no, I totally meant to do that. Yeah, no, no, she'll, she'll, she, you know, she'll say, well, I think this might work better this way. And typically it's, it's always better you know, mm -hmm. because when, when those are, when the artists are invested like that, it's always going to be better than something that I can see, mm -hmm. you know, because thinking visually is the whole of their, you know, everything that they do. Whereas me, I try to do it occasionally, you know? Right. Right. Um, well, Garth, when you're, when you're putting together um, a horror comic, cause I've never written a, a, a true horror. What is the first thing that comes to you? Is it imagery? Is it plot? Is it character? Is it emotion? Um, probably character and the end. Kind of like okay. I know where I wanted to to end up, and then like the idea of the characters, personalities. Um, sometimes, like with Witch Code, I had way too many characters, and so I ended up just putting a bunch of my friends into it because I had a better idea of like their personalities. How, so how they would speak if their arm was being ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great way to do it, actually. Um, I, I was going to say, you didn't have too many characters. You, you know, you killed them, killed so many of them that they really became just a few characters quite quickly, actually. Yeah. Um, do, do your friends know that they were those characters or is that oh, yeah. your little I secret? I used their real names. I mean, like... Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I gave Keenan photos of them and... Wow. Oh, that's really interesting. Wow, I don't they, know how they, they happy. How do they feel about that? Yeah, I just I messaged them and I was like, "Hey, who wants to die?" <laughs> My brother went to Clemson uh, for college, and he met a guy who was going to do a horror movie, and he was going to act in it. Until the guy started really asking him how he wanted to die, and Donnie decided he didn't want to be an actor that bad because he wasn't really sure it was still going to be a movie. <laughs> it got a little too real for him, so he kind of like backed out of that decision. Like, all right, the second round of audition, get in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Matt, I think we've probably talked about this before, but you know, we come at it from a script standpoint. Do you actually write a script or do you just start? How, how, what's your process look like? It starts with me just typing on the actual comic page and just like throwing dialogue on there and seeing like how much room it takes up and then editing it down and figuring out like, all right, well, let me end this page on this note. And then like, you know, it makes the reader want to turn to see what's on the other page. And I think it's it's better to plan that out that way. And then I, I plan the artwork around whatever's written, like how much space I have and like what I think should be done like a lot of the visual stuff doesn't really like uh, the visual gems, I should say, don't actually happen until I start drawing and like figure out what I need to do. Because I have like no visual imagination, which is ironic. Really? Yeah. It's like if, if I'm reading a book and there's like a description of something like I can't actually see it in my head. But like I'm sure that if I was reading it and like drawing at the same time, like then I'd be like, you know, OK, now I know what this looks like. But. It's it's weird. Like I also have really bad facial recognition. So like if I saw any of y'all on the street, like I might not even recognize you. It's so bad. Well, Steve Bryant, who uh, writes the catch, he I believe he writes Athena and draws Voltaire. Athena. He he does the art on Athena Voltaire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. so he's he's a writer artist just like you, but he has is it intafascia? 
Is that? Did I make that up? I don't know. I think it sounds it sounds power. legit. Let's go with it. Okay, he has interfacia. Um, he has a thing where he he legitimately cannot visualize in his mind things, so he has to work completely from from you know uh, source material. But his artwork is amazing. So it's kind of like it's sort of surprising when you hear that, but also obviously people can work um, and and draw amazingly. Like I can I can really visualize things and then like you know like crippled friggin captain hook hand if you ever read alan moore's porno lost girls i'm like that guy which if you haven't it's pretty good if you're over 18 i am not saying not to if you're not under 18 don't don't even do zuck i know you're watching this i know you're gonna send me your zuck bucks i'm not saying they should but it's a it's a it's a great porno. Um, I don't. I got lost. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I'm saying that I can visualize. That was a great tangent right there. I can visualize, and I can't draw. And I think I'd rather be able to draw without visualizing of the two. And that's the show tonight. <laughs> also, oh, well, why don't we? Why don't we run back into the campaigns one last time before we? Take everything yeah. off the rails. Oh no, I closed I closed the thing. Do I do I need the thing nah, again? Nah, it's all right. Just okay. <laughs> so so this is your let's yeah, let's do sacrimony. This is a reprint of issue one. Um you can there's only two left because Kurt really had a huge day and we told him, Hey, we appreciate you coming in. Go go to bed. Um so um tell us about sacrimony let's do you can do more than 30 seconds you can you can go just a little longer because we only ah yay uh well it is about a girl who died but then she got better but as with all mysterious resurrection stories there's a catch which is that she has no memory of her past no idea why she has magical powers and no idea why she has to hide her new demon wings from society uh she's got a lot of questions and unfortunately, the only person who can answer those questions is her mother, who would honestly rather not answer those questions. So, yeah, she's more fixated. Oh, thanks, Blake. Yeah, <laughs> so, Blake's yeah, her mom's more fixated. Sacramony looks so badass. We, we have to get that in. Sacramony looks so badass. It does. Um, now, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, yeah, so her mom doesn't want to answer any questions. She's more focused on just, you know, fleeing the past, pretending nothing weird happened, and trying to somehow live a normal life. But, I mean, when your daughter has demon wings, can your life really be normal? And I, I do want to just point out, we talked about it the last time you were on, I think it was issue three, that there was this really amazing moment that just encapsulated to me as a straight white guy who's lived in America my entire life, the way that um, the uh, the white privileged, I'll say. The human treat, privileged. The human privileged uh, in your story can treat those who um they consider othered and i thought it was a really um intriguing and illuminating thing to read so it's fun it's exciting and then there's some stuff that i think is pretty important in your book so i i think it's definitely something please catch up on this uh this series if you haven't read it mm -hmm. absolutely all right and garth let you can talk about skinned and witch creek road because we got time buddy yeah so 
basically, I guess my pitch, and it's not going to tell you anything about the story, but like, it's my love letter to horror. Like, I, I'm obsessed with horror movies. I love them. Um, and yeah, it's just like, what has happened from all that kind of like going in here and coming back out. Also, I don't like, I, I love my backers. Um, they're awesome. There we go. Um, Althea <laughs> is still there. So I just want to say hi, Althea. And I'm going to call her out. She, I'm going to cover her last name though. She's okay. in the book there. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So we have yeah. a star. We have, we have a star cameo on yeah. Explain Yourself, guys. Wait, did you didn't kill her, did you? No, no, she survived. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our story is that we were friends back in like elementary school, but something happened and we drifted apart. Gotcha. <laughs> and the comic brought you back. No, no I mean, uh, I do want to say uh, I, I, it is the... Um, the mystery of JL, Charlie Stickney, Mark Zuckerberg did say that, you know, Skinned is the creepiest horror comic. It, I don't want to overdo it, but it horror in comics is good and fun and enjoyable. Rarely does it keep me up at night, which Creek Road did. It really freaked me out. Um, I can say that... Um, James Powell's short story and Nightmare Theater creep me out too. Those are like the two times that horror comics have scared me. Um, and I've read multiple horror comics and enjoyed them. And I just think that when you can take static images with no sound and creep me out, you've done something that very few people have succeeded in. And I just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited to to get into Skinned and and see you do it again. And the, the imagery on the Kickstarter page is at least as freaky as Witch Creek Road, because I don't know if it's freakier because there's some, you know, like I'm, gonna, I'm counting a bunch of arms here. I'm going <laughs> to if you if you haven't read it, this might not mean anything to you. But if you have, you got you're with me. Um, you know, but like the skinned man imagery is at least as creepy as anything in the first volume. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, buddy. Yeah. Keenan is so good. <laughs> and I, I will say like, since we got time, um, when we were on Webtoons, we had guest artists because we just didn't have time. Like Keenan mm -hmm. put a lot of effort into his artwork and right. he didn't have enough time to do all mm -hmm. the different chapters but now we do so we're going back and doing like a director's cut kind of story okay. where we're doing them like it's the same sort of story but it's with keenan's art so mm -hmm. we'll start seeing those next year okay um, cool awesome all right well will are we gonna do it let's do it man all hey, right thanks, thanks for coming guys and we'd love to have you stay but if it is bedtime um and i know I know at least one of you is way past your bedtime to join us. I'm not going to out. It is, but I had caffeine, so I might as well stay up. All right. I made right. the mistake cool. of having caffeine. We, we, we were happy you, you made that mistake to be with us. So, um, Garth, are you going to hang with us through these campaigns? Or are you going to... 9 p.m. here. I'm oh, sweet. All right. All right. You're just... Canada is just north to me, so I, I don't know where you are on the, the thing. So, But I'm happy to...
to see that you're with us. All right. So I know that steak, Jesse oh, yeah. Presents Steak is about three days left on the campaign, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. August 8th. Um, David Burns' um, colonial era um, story about a vampire. Vampires exist in steak and they keep a low profile and they want to keep all the monsters that might um, bring their existence into the um, knowledge of humans. They want to keep it quiet. And all of a sudden, some weird stuff starts happening at a um, in colonial um, plantation. And Jessamy is sent to America to investigate. And the artwork is extraordinary. I'm looking for the... Oh, there it is. So... Steak presents Jessamy. This is the end of the prequel. You can catch up on all of the books. David Byrne is great. He is the ex-co-publisher of Scout Comics. I no longer have to kiss his ass, so I'm going to say it's a great book. guy, And uh, the, the book is well worth your time. <laughs> uh, now, how about that guy? That guy? <laughs> he is still my co-publisher, so I'm supposed to kiss his ass, and that's why I don't on this show um, as kind of a point, some weird point of uh, pride. Except he writes a goddamn good comic book. Uh, Glarian is also a prequel to his uh, world of White Ash. Uh, I am on record saying White Ash is one of my favorite uh, fantasy comics. Uh, at this point, now that we're into many issues of all time, but definitely of the Kickstarter era, Charlie, Connor Hughes, uh, Finn Cram, Cram uh, have built an amazing world. And um, uh, Glarian is a prequel of the, um, what, like 100 years earlier? Well, it's in the set in the 70s, but then it's also about her time, like a thousand years before, I think. That's right. Or, yeah. So A lot of years. A, yeah. Many, many, many years. So if you have not, uh, how could you not have? The, I think they have 1,200 backers. So <laughs> I'm, I am probably preaching to the choir. But if you, you haven't heard of it, please check out White Ash and Glarian. I would back this Kickstarter if you prefer to go to your local comic shop. And this is true for steak as well. You can go to your local comic shop and say, I want to read steak and white ash and they can order it for you. So, and but I would back the Kickstarter. Spectacular art by Romy. Uh, I probably mispronouncing it. Romina Morinelli, I think. Mm. Did I get that right? Maybe. I don't know. Is it, it sounded... Romina or Romina? I don't, I don't know. I've heard Charlie say it one way and I, I thought Romina would be right, but I, then I'm an ignorant, you know. All right. Well, I, stick, I butchered so. it in my head. So. Okay. <laughs> Romina sounds more what I've heard, but Romana really runs off the tongue. Yeah. Romana. <laughs> but she's awesome. And we awesome. also have another fantasy unicorn vampire hunter. Now, Stake and Glarian are um, more mature readers, at least, you know, high school and up. Unicorn vampire hunter is all ages. It's a fairy tale about a unicorn that hunts vampires. Best title ever best concept ever um but if you've got a kid in your life that you want to get a fairy tale about a unicorn who stabs vampires in the heart here's your here's your damn book i mean come on guys that's it you, i should get it for my kid yeah yeah for, yeah. for the kid yeah. you read it for your cat <laughs> yeah you know i think he'd appreciate it Listen. you know i love i love your pitch for sacrimony 
but I love the pitch for unicorn vampire. You know, he hunts vampires with his horn. Duh. <laughs> I, I love okay, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I bow down to that. <laughs> but you're a close second. Okay, I oh, love yours. <laughs> I, I can't beat a unicorn. I can't. Like, there's no way. So uh, we also have I Knew the Wind Was Cold, which is a series of country western inspired horror stories. He calls it a collection, not an anthology, because anthologies are too hard to produce, which I think is pretty funny. Um, but there are four <laughs> four stories in this and uh, definitely um, intriguing. Two of the, the stories come from a country western singer songs and uh the the creators have approached that that singer to to let him know that his songs have uh created a horror comic so i haven't read it yet but i'm excited to get in the books How about skies of fire the collected edition we have okay guys this one is really <laughs> struggling um we got we you gotta have, help it we've got to huddle together they only have 2,136 backers and have only raised $138,000 so far. Guys. My goodness. Those poor guys. We have to come together for Ray Chow and Vincenzo. They are, um, have... I'm joking about how well they've done, but the book is great. So, so beautiful. If you haven't read it, it's epic in every sense of the word uh the artwork is absolutely breathtaking it's you know a big story it's got zeppelins very well drawn <laughs> zeppelins i'm so jealous of those zeppelins the, those zeppelins could probably honestly if you gave the 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 drawings to an engineer i bet they could create a zeppelin that flew i mean it is yeah extraordinary it's, so, it's ridiculously good. It's one of those things where do they need another backer? No. Do they deserve another backer? Yes. So check out this campaign. Uh, there are two hardcovers if you need to catch up or if you just need volume two. Uh, extraordinary book, extraordinary team, and uh, check it out. Uh, let's see. Red Sunrise. Uh, Vampires in Feudal Japan. And it's a novel. Or yeah, novella, our, right? Yeah, our buddy J.D. Oliva, um, when we first met him, he was bringing uh, Red Sunrise to Kickstarter as a comic book. They did one issue, and he and the artist um, didn't didn't jive for issue two. Um, he, he wasn't real forthcoming on that. I don't, I don't know the exact story behind that, which is probably going to be, you know, like, oh, we should do like a really, like a dark explain yourself or get into <laughs> the, the rough stuff. What do you think, Will? <laughs> Kind of a serial type uh, podcast. I'm betting, you know, we probably wouldn't get that many guests. Fewer. fewer. It depends. Are we here to shit talk people or or are we here to to just talk about the struggle and how real it is? Explain and also yourself shit talk as, people. Yeah. Explain yourself is all po positive, but I do want I do want just like a real negative just no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't say what happened because he doesn't want to put anyone on blast. So yeah, no, I get no, it. J JD's great. For whatever reason, he got one issue of uh, like a four or five issue miniseries drawn. And he just decided, I'm going to finish my story. I want to finish my story. So he did it as a novella. Red Sunrise is, you know, back in samurai times. And 
Shogun is a vampire and somebody has to deal with it. And I'm that like, is a, that is an interesting setting for a vampire story. Cause I mean, usually you see like, all right, vampire in Europe or like Transylvania or America, mm-hmm. but like to put it in feudal Japan, that's pretty kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how he closes it out. And he's really found his niche. He is, his niche was not making comics. His niche is, is writing prose. So this is a way to figure out if you like his writing in about 180 pages. You like it, then you can go to his werewolf books, his other books. It's, you know. And yeah, 180 pages is a pretty short read. That's like, yeah. you know, a night or two. Yeah. yeah, for you. Seven months for me. But, <laughs> but a short read. Uh, is that uh, is that all we have? No, actually, uh, if we have a couple of friends that are have current Kickstarters, they haven't been on the show yet, and hopefully they will be we'll see but uh a steampunk carol mm, uh, which is right. by, from last ember press uh, uh publisher brant fowler and lisa fowler uh it's beautiful art uh, i forget the artist's name but she does and i mean it's just a beautiful looking book and hey you know it's christmas in yeah it's steampunk not christmas in july. And the mouse king right yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i don't know if they're going to come on because i haven't talked to them about it but i hope they do yeah but they're not going to come on next week, I don't think. Next week is not going to be comic books. But please, we want to have an earth for comics to exist on, right? So we think we're going to have climate uh, a climate scientist who is running a Kickstarter campaign to uh, create a podcast. Um, the podcast is to bake an apple pie with another scientist buddy of hers. I love Carl, everything about what you just said. Yes. <laughs> Carl Sagan has said, if you want to bake an apple pie, all you need to do is create the universe first. Mm-hmm. So they are going to go through in their podcast all of the coincidences that start from the Big Bang to the kitchen where they make their apple pie. Sounds pretty awesome. It is an amazing <laughs> idea for a podcast. Um, I do have it in here. The the it is um, make a planet pod and it's Jackson Phoebe make a planet. Um, we're still we're still trying to make sure that they can come on. If they can, we're going to make it a that that podcast centric um, show because I, I couldn't figure out how I could give them the time they deserved and a comic creator the time they deserved. I felt like let's uh, let's just do let's do a podcast about the planet. I am. Um, you know, I was born a really moderate, I was raised a really moderate union Democrat, and uh, the world has made me a commie hippie um, a revolutionary. Excellent. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I really want to be. I want to be a middle of the road moderate. And, no. and <laughs> I don't feel like I've changed that much. And yet now I'm just like, you know, revolution. Yes. Um, so, yes. The world unite. Yeah, yes. I, you know we're we're still we're still uh, making sure that they can come on, but we're hoping to talk climate science, dinosaurs, uh, all kinds of crazy science next week. So I hope you can join us. Um, and if they don't make it, you know who knows what we'll do. Will and I, I might. Will, do I will another be in the comments alongside Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes. Okay. You bring your you bring one percent of your net worth and. Mark, you bring one percent of yours. <laughs> it will be good. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll give you yours back if Mark gives us his. 
<laughs> we have one one other campaign uh oh. buddy uh mick byers who also uh has done oh, yeah. his a queen of a queen of mars series plus uh he's worked on this little series that nobody's heard of called i think white ash you know uh, nobody, yeah mm, yeah i don't think anybody's heard of that not so much but he just launched uh kind of a a good girl in the West uh, series called Royo Cheeks, which looks really cute, and uh, you should give it a look too. That's right, and I do believe he will be on two weeks from now if awesome. uh, everything works out. So, nice. everybody, thank you for the comments. They were great. They kind of broke my brain at one point, but I <laughs> loved it. Um, as we go out, I'm going to say that Zuckerberg is here. His good pals <laughs> at Onishi Press have a pre-launch page that just went up today. Oh my gosh! If only that there is, was a link to it that we could that, show that, on the yeah, screen. We're gonna we're gonna kind of stall for time in case that um, link shows up. Come on, Zuck, get it together. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if not, I bet we could be convinced to share that banner next week um, after we finish with the Make a Planet Pod people. But um, yeah, no, Anishi Press, I love what they do. Yep. Uh, talking about climate change, they gave a dollar for every backer they had in the last campaign to plant a tree. So I, I don't, don't remember how many. Um... Oh, okay, so Mark checked with them. The, uh, <laughs> the Kickstarter is kickstarter slash onishipress.com. So, and actually, uh, that, that reminds me. I, I want to get in touch with them and talk to them about that uh tree donation thing and see how that went because that's something that I am extremely interested in for. Oh my God. Yes. Follow up with them. Like that, that is amazing. Yeah. I, I think it was like, I, I can't remember how many backers, but it was, a, you know, it's like a bucketry and they're like, um, um, ambassadors for it. They're, they're like part of the group now. It's pretty cool. So, all right. Madagar, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody in the comment. Thank you so much. I had a, weird good week it wasn't like a bad week it was just weird i and i kind of have been spinning all week and i'm really really happy to end it with you guys uh i had a blast and thank you for allowing me to kind of get lost in this um oh hell yeah, yeah. mariah curry says <laughs> hell yeah commie hippie re revolution rise up good night everybody good night good night <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now